Blog Talk Radio. From the far reaches of the known universe, we are proud to present Brother Harold Muhammad, soldier, scientist, scholar. Blog Talk Radio's finest. Not so mad science. On Black Hole Radio. 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 And welcome to tonight's edition of Not So Mad Science here on the Black Hole Radio Network. Once again, and as always, coming to you live from the city of Detroit, Motown. Just because Barry Gordy took Motown to L.A. does not mean Detroit has lost its soul. We have an interesting program for you tonight, uh, dear family. Um, initially, I thought we could do an eight-part series on COVID, and that would be with that. How wrong I was, and you all know how I hate to admit when I'm wrong. Just when you think you covered it all, the beast comes back with something even more dastardly. That said, more COVID news we need to talk about. More COVID news we need to share. More COVID news we all need to understand. When we think of COVID, we think of only those who are 40 and above in their 50s, their 60s, their 70s that are suffering from debilitating disease and conditions upon contracting the virus. How wrong we are. We have young adults. 15 to 35, who are not experiencing difficulty after contracting the virus, they are experiencing more difficulty because they've taken the vaccine. Just recently, a 25-year-old developed myocarditis after taking the Moderna vaccine. 25 years old. Yes, let's quote some words from Megan Redshaw, a writer, researcher, and legal legal counsel for the defender of the children's health defense. Christopher Brenner a healthy 25-year-old from Ohio was hospitalized with severe inflammation after receiving his first dose of the Moderna COVID vaccine. In an exclusive interview with the defender, Christopher's mother, Deborah Brenner, said she was frustrated when cardiologists initially pretended everything with her son was fine and later refused to acknowledge 
his heart inflammation is what caused was caused by the vaccine. After receiving his first Moderna vaccine shot on July 22nd, Christopher developed a fever. Within five days, he was experiencing chest pains so intense he was unable to sleep, according to what his mother said. He was concerned, Ms. Brenner said. He thought maybe he had something that could be contagious at that point. Well, Ms. Brenner said her son wanted to go to the doctor to make sure he wasn't going to get anyone else sick. So he went to the Defiance Mercy Clinic. Interesting, the name of the clinic is Defiance. As soon as they found out what was going on, they took him into the hospital, attached to the clinic. While Christopher was in the ER, doctors ran some tests and found his troponin levels were high. Mrs. Brenner said she was alarmed at that point. So according to Dr. Human Norcism, his last name is spelled N-O-O-R-C-H-A-S-M. Dr. Humam Norkasum, cardiothoracic surgeon, and the patient safety advocate at Defiance Mercy Hospital. Now, here's the thing. Doctors can detect evidence of heart damage or tell if someone has suffered a heart attack by measuring the patient's blood troponin levels. Troponin is a protein which is normally undetectable in healthy people who are not having a heart attack or are not experiencing myocarditis, according to Dr. Norton. But when the heart muscle is attacked by the immune system, the damaged cells release troponin into the bloodstream. The more damage there is, the greater the concentration of the troponin there is in the blood. Mrs. Brenner said she heard the news, on the news, that some young men were having heart problems after getting vaccinated. So she asked the attending nurse if her son could be experiencing heart problems from his vaccine. Well now, to quote his mother, one of the ER nurses mentioned it could be myocarditis from the vaccine, but everyone else played it down like it was serious, but it wasn't a big deal. When his numbers jumped higher, that's when it became more serious. When nurses took Christopher's troponin level a second time, 
it was higher than previously. So they kept him in the hospital overnight. To quote Mrs. Brenner again, when he was still in defiance, we saw the internist who diagnosed my son with myocarditis and said it was a reaction to the vaccine. Explain that one type of inflammation is around the heart and one is inside the heart. And Christopher's type was the type of inflammation that caused the inflammation to grow inside the heart. According to researchers at the National Organization for Rare Disorders, myocarditis can result from infections. Well, more commonly, myocarditis is a result of the body's immune reaction to the initial heart damage. Severe myocarditis can permanently damage the heart muscles, possibly causing heart failure. After observing Christopher overnight, the next morning his caretaker team tested his troponin levels a third time and found it was even more elevated. Christopher was then immediately transferred by ambulance to St. Vincent's Hospital in Toledo. When they arrived at St. Vincent, Christopher's troponin level had jumped again. To quote Mrs. Brenner one more time, she said, I started freaking out because they were acting like it was no big deal. I said there's something wrong because his numbers should not be going up like that. And it wouldn't do anything to try and figure out what was going on. They just played it all down. Ms. Brennan said the cardiologists in Toledo were totally against connecting the reaction to the vaccine. They didn't want to go there, didn't want to talk about it, and just said his numbers would come back down. She said, I was already getting really frustrated because I was wondering what was going on in his heart that we couldn't see. Ms. Brenner then spoke with the cardiologist in Toledo only on the first day when they were there. The remaining days, she had to work through the nurse practitioner or the internist. One of the internists, and I'll quote what he said. The internist said he was going to try and rule everything else out first. He explained myocarditis was treatable, but it was going to be a long process. But the cardiologist had previously told us Christopher was fine and he could go back to doing whatever he was doing before. Brenna said she told the doctors her son was not fine. There's something going on with the heart. His numbers are still very elevated. After four days of being hospitalized and treated with blood thinners and beta blockers, Christopher was discharged. The discharge doctor, watch this now, 
told Brenner he didn't know why the other physicians didn't want to admit her son's reaction was caused by the vaccine. Everybody has allergic reactions, and your son just had an allergic reaction to the vaccine. I can't sit here and tell you 100% that the vaccine is the cause, but the fact that he got the vaccine and days later started having issues, something was going on. Ms. Brennan said nobody reported her son's adverse reactions to the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. No one reported it to their Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, the VAERS. According to CDC guidelines, healthcare providers are legally required, required to report serious adverse events regardless of causality, including life-threatening adverse events, inpatient hospitalization, an important medical event that, based on appropriate medical judgment, may jeopardize the individual and may require medical or surgical intervention. However, and here's the rub, dear brothers and sisters, there is no mechanism in place to enforce the law as required by the CDC. Mrs. Brenner filed a report on behalf of her son directly to theirs and received a temporary ID number, 601231. Christopher, who has taken time off work to recover as he still has chest pains, told to limit his activity. Now, here's the peculiar thing. The doctors at Defiance recognized the seriousness. The doctor in Toledo said that he could do whatever he wanted. The discharge doctor, who has the last word that for the patient when they leave the hospital, said he had to limit his activities. He was exposed to COVID in December but thought getting the vaccine was the right thing to do. Ms. Brenner said her son was influenced by the mainstream media messaging that if he didn't get vaccinated, other people could die. Both Mrs. Brenner and her husband also got COVID vaccine, despite having had COVID, because she had a severe case and was told natural immunity was good for only 90 days. She said, I was told if I got infected again, it would be much worse. Young Mr. Brenner suffered an adverse reaction. Mrs. Brenner also suffered an adverse reaction that landed her in the hospital after her second vaccine dose. Her adverse event also was not reported to the VAERS by her physician as the law requires. Mrs. Brenner said she cannot say with 100% certainty 
She's against the vaccine, but because of what happened to her and the fear of the loss of her son, the risk is very high if you get vaccinated and you just don't know what the reaction you could have. Brenna said if she and her son had to get the vaccine again, they don't know if they would do it. She encouraged anyone questioning the vaccine to be brave and to speak up from a parent standpoint and request help. Don't be afraid to speak out or question things with this vaccine, she said. According to the latest data from theirs, there have been 2,018 U.S. reports of myocarditis and pericarditis following COVID vaccine, with 1,275 cases attributed to the Pfizer vaccine, 667 cases to the Moderna, and 71 cases to the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine. That is what's been reported. As we know now, medical facilities and institutions are not reporting these adverse events like they are supposed to. What are you hiding and what don't you want us, the American people, not to know? The Food and Drug Administration on June 25th added a warning to patients and provided fact sheets for Pfizer and Moderna specifically, saying their COVID vaccines present an increased risk of myocarditis and pericarditis. This is like putting in the labeling on cigarettes that cigarette smoking can cause lung cancer or other conditions. But you're still advertising that people smoke cigarettes. So you're still advertising that I get the vaccine, though I may end up with a life-threatening and or life-taking condition of myocarditis and pericarditis, particularly following the second dose with the onset of symptoms within a few days after vaccination. The FDA's update follows a review of information and discussion by the ACIP. Now, for those who don't know, I'm going to tell you what ACIP is. ACIP is the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practice. Okay? So, the update followed a review of information and discussion by the Advisory Committee, ACIP, during a June 23rd meeting where that committee acknowledged 1,200 cases of heart inflammation in 16 to 24-year-olds and said the mRNA COVID vaccines should carry a warning statement. How's that? 
for some futuristic thinking for your behind. Health officials said the benefits of receiving a COVID vaccine still outweigh any risk. Really? Physicians and other public commentators accused the CDC during the meeting of exaggerating the risk to young people of COVID and minimizing the risk of vaccines. I will say this, in quoting Robert F. Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Clinical presentation of myocarditis cases following vaccination has been distinct, occurring most often within one week after dose two as the most common presentation, according to the words of Dr. Grace Lee, co-chair of VASP. Well, what is VASP? I'm going to tell you. VASP is a subcommittee of the CDC examines severe cases of trauma and death after taking a vaccine. The co-chair of the VASP said that a warning label should be put on the vaccines and that you should look forward to or Pay close attention for chest pains within a week of taking the second dose of any of the vaccines. This is the co-chair saying this, Dr. Grace Lee. Pfizer and its vaccine partner, BioNTech, submitted an application in May to the FDA requesting full approval of its COVID vaccine. Really? You're killing people, bringing young adults near the door of death, and you're submitting this for full approval. You're interested in making money at the risk of killing me. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy, and infectious diseases, and the chief medical advisor to now President Biden said Sunday he is hopeful the FDA will give full approval to Pfizer's COVID vaccine by the end of this month, August. And he predicted a wave of vaccine mandates would soon follow. At whose risk? Are you banking on my death? Or have you considered my loss of life in your fiduciary numbers of what it's going to cost you with fines in comparison to the amount of money you're going to make? Paying the fines is in your best interest as long as you make your money. Okay. Dear brothers and sisters, this is not so mad science with your hopes. Brother Harold Muhammad here on the Black Hole Radio Network. <laughs> I got to laugh because I need to ask you 
How much are you willing to endure while gamesmanship is played with you and yours, your lives versus their game financially? Your life versus their game. This is not so mad science. And I'm your host for the Harold Muhammad Gear on the Black Hole Radio Network. I'm going to play a piece of music for you from Phyllis Hyman. And I hope you take these words to heart. Ask of me for loving you 
just so you don't think that I'm leaning toward exaggeration, I want to share with you another case. I said that we're looking at people from 15 to 35. Well, an 18-year-old from Springdale, Arkansas, who had a heart attack after receiving his second dose of the Pfizer COVID vaccine. He said he'd rather get COVID than have another heart attack. In an interview, young Isaiah Harris said he received his first dose of the Pfizer vaccine on April 8th and his second dose on April 30th. He went to the hospital 12 hours later or rather within 12 hours of the second dose on April 31st, the team began to develop fever and chills. His father, Justin Harris, initially didn't think much about that because he got sick after both doses of the Moderna vaccine, although his symptoms weren't that serious. This is the father. Keep this in mind. That wasn't the case for his son, Isaiah. Within 48 hours of the second dose, Isaiah's heart started hurting very, very bad. And things started going downhill fast. Mr. Harris said they grew really concerned when their son started having trouble breathing. And to quote Mr. Harris, he said, we took him to the hospital, but they didn't take him seriously. We waited in the waiting room for over two hours, and then they left him in a hallway for six hours. Things went from bad to worse while waiting in the hospital. That's when he had his heart attack, and one of his lungs filled up with fluid. Mr. Harris said it wasn't until his wife, who was the only one allowed with Isaiah in the hallway due to their COVID restrictions, she told the staff multiple times her son was having a heart attack. And they put him in a room. They ran the EKG. Oh, wow. Guess what? Isaiah's EKG was abnormal, and his numbers kept getting worse. At one point, 80% of Isaiah's heart was inflamed and was only 40% was functioning. His troping levels were exceptionally high. So doctors said he had suffered a heart attack based on his troping numbers. The doctors kept denying it was a vaccine. They didn't want to say it. That's what it is. That's what it was. Then a nurse brought in a study showing the vaccine could cause myocarditis. 
Myocarditis, again, is the inflammation of the heart muscles on the inside that can lead to cardiac arrhythmia and death. According to researchers at the National Organization for Rare Disorders, myocarditis can result from infection. But more commonly, the myocarditis is the result of the body's immune reaction to the initial heart damage. Isaiah was hospitalized for four days for acute myocarditis in an 18-year-old. The doctors told the father they were looking at six months of total bed rest, bed rest with medication to numb his heart. That's when Mr. Harris got hold of the Surgeon General of Arkansas and he gave them the link to theirs because the hospital didn't do anything. Once again, theirs is the Center for Disease and control prevention vaccine adverse reaction reporting system which by law they are required to report these things to Mr. Harris said he's bothered that the CDC is passing this off and isn't doing thorough research into this Isaiah had a best friend with connections at the Cleveland Clinic who got him an appointment with Dr. Alan Klein, who was a heart specialist and director of the pericardial center at the Cleveland Clinic. The doctor at the Cleveland Clinic is doing research on myocarditis. He's seen 100 patients personally with myocarditis from the vaccine. And he had done and completed earlier research on this when there were just 77 cases. Isaiah, who graduated from community college as a senior in high school, that his condition is right now is better than it was, but he's still in a little bit of pain. The swelling has gone down. He said, I used to lift every day, but for three to six months, I cannot do any physical activity. The most I can do now is walk my dog. If I get my heart rate up, it can reoccur, and I can have another heart attack. Isaiah had no pre-existing conditions prior to suffering a heart attack. To quote, I was fairly healthy. I lift quite a bit. I'm active. I used to play football in high school. No history of viruses or myocarditis. 
when asked if he would recommend the vaccine to other teenagers, I say as Isaiah said this, I am not anti-vaccine, but I do not think anyone should get this vaccine. Even in Canada, I was talking to someone and it was being lowered to one dose for teens. And they're still having issues even with one dose. Now, here's the kicker. Isaiah's father, Mr. Havis, he said this. I will be honest with you. I used to think anti-vaxxers were different. And my wife had already decided she wasn't going to get the vaccine and recommended that neither I or my son get it. For my other two boys, it was an option for them, but they opted out. Isaiah decided because he's more social to get the vaccine, and now I'm totally against it. The doctor said Isaiah cannot get the boosters, and vaccines are out for him. Mr. Harris said he's totally against the vaccine even though he himself got the Moderna shot because the vaccines are causing myocarditis in older people as well. It's just too dangerous and there aren't enough studies, he said. I'm going to quote the father again. Isaiah would have been better off to have had COVID and be healthy than have a possible lifelong issue with his heart. And now another possible heart attack if he overextends himself in the next three to six months. To look at my son on the outside, he looks normal. Well, once you look at his numbers and the heart scan, it shows the inflammation. It shows a true case of myocarditis. He said he was he said he thought he was doing the right thing. That his government was telling him the right thing. That the advertising from Dr. Fauci and others was telling him the right thing. And now he has an overwhelming feeling of guilt because he encouraged his son to do this. And now his son faces death. Mr. Harris said, I think I know. I feel as a parent that there were two sides of it. My wife didn't want him to get the vaccine and get vaccinated as a dad. I wanted him to because Isaiah is very outgoing. And he was getting ready to enter pharmaceutical school at UAMS. And I wanted him to be safe. Hearing the government push it, no matter if it was a Republican or a Democrat president, this is what you need to do. I had hesitation, but I did okay with the Moderna. But I have an overwhelming guilt that I set up the appointment for Isaiah 
and I encouraged him to go get it, even though he made his own choice, I helped him get the vaccine. I think as parents, maybe we need to step back and help educate ourselves and others. That's why we finally shared this story, to educate people, because my son almost died because of my encouragement. Isaiah said, I believe President Biden said in a recent statement that if you aren't vaccinated, you will end up paying the price or you'll have to wear a mask. But I'd rather have COVID than a heart attack. According to the latest data from theirs, there have been 1,117 cases of myocarditis. That's just in the time between these two stories. 1,117 cases of myocarditis and pericarditis, heart inflammation, in all age groups reported to the U.S. following the COVID vaccine vaccination program between December 14, 2020 and June 11, 2021. That's only six months. And of those 1,117 recently reported cases, 686 belong to Pfizer, 391 to Moderna, and 36 to Johnson & Johnson. Now, if you really want to hear something crazy, the latest numbers on the CDC's VAERS report says that data for 12 to 17-year-olds includes seven deaths and 271 serious adverse events following the intrusion of the COVID vaccine into their bodies within two weeks. 12 to 17-year-olds. There's data released today by the CDC showed a total of 358,379 reports of adverse events from all age groups following COVID vaccines. And again, that's only if the institution of medicine reported it. Now that we know there is evidence indicating that they are downplaying these events and not reporting. This is not so mad science. And I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad here on the Black Hole Radio Network. Now, I want to share something with you. There was a document released. If you don't know what that is, I'm going to tell you. The WHO is this institution which goes around the world 
as the medical police, so to speak, vaccinating people in all kinds of things throughout Africa and other countries, primarily in Africa and Asia, where their track record of vaccines and such is so deplorable. Where in Nigeria, the World Health Organization was found to be vaccinating young women, not with the vaccine, but it was something that was making them sterile. This is who you're listening to. Well, the World Health Organization and SAGE, which is a strategic advisory group of experts, the strategic advisory, the advisory group of experts is a body that advises the World Health Organization. Well, they were established in 1999. What did they do? Since they know people have reason to be wary of vaccines, they know that people, because of their wariness, and the track record, particularly here in the United States and throughout black Africa, they came up with a strategy for addressing vaccine hesitancy. And I have a copy of that document. They came up with a strategy on how to convince people to take a vaccine that they know is poison. That they know will cause death. This vaccine strategy, according to the abbreviations and the table of contents, is directed for Black, Latino, and Aborigine countries. They know what they're doing. They know that they're killing people. They have this thing called dialogue-based intervention. Well, what is that? There's a definition provided. Dialogue between those implementing the intervention and the target community. In this review, we include the involvement of religious or traditional leaders, social mobilization, social media intervention, mass media interventions, communications tool-based healthcare workers, and training and information based healthcare worker training. Did you get that? This is a marketing plan to make you take poison that they know will kill you. They also have another definition 
multi-component intervention. This includes two or more different types of strategies within one intervention. For example, one aspect of the intervention may be dialogue-based and one of the aspects may be reminder-recall-based. Well, now sitting Vice President Madam Kamala Harris came to Detroit one of the marketing plans used was her saying that we need to start going door to door to get Detroiters out here in Wayne County because we're low on the numbers of vaccinated people in the black community and that we need to get those numbers up. So along with her personal call to get black America vaccinated, the non-financial incentive-based intervention program is being promoted by the state. Now, what is that by definition? The provision of food or other goods to encourage vaccination. What are we seeing in the news these days? They'll give you a bag of groceries. They'll give you coupons to get free food from McDonald's and other fast food places. They'll give you, you know, whatever they need to give you. You come there and they'll give you a meal, a happy meal for taking poison into your arm. They have another definition for something called PICO, P-I-C-O. PICO is a method of putting together a a search strategy that allows you to take a more evidence-based approach to literature searching when searching bibliographic databases. In other words, let's implement what people will be able to find when they research these things that sways it our way and hides verifiable counter information. PICO, as an acronym stands for Patient Population Intervention Comparison and Outcome. What are you trying to accomplish, measure, and improve? Provide the data to that specific effect. We're dealing with a dastardly devilish beast here. And you neo-maxi zundweedy robots are sending your children and your families out here to have this poison pumped into them. Well, if you got children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, under 40 years of age, Pull them together. Have a sit down with grandma or grandpa. Let's talk about this. Let's look at the true facts. Let's look at the true documentation. Let's look at the 13 other or 14 other 
therapies that are available to you to counteract, counteract the effects of COVID-19 and other autoimmune diseases that are out there. Let's look at this from another angle. Or end up like Mr. Harris's son saying, I'd rather catch COVID than have another heart attack. This is not so much science. With your host, Willahara Muhammad here on the Black Hole Radio Network. But I'm not done with this SAGE report yet. Their method and of a, of an of objective reads as follows. Objective number one: a systematic literature review methodology was applied to access and assess both the peer reviewed and gray literature. Now that term gray literature can either be positive or negative depending on what side of the argument you're on. Interventions relating to hesitancy towards RHT were analyzed to obtain greater insights surrounding lack of uptake of available health technology and to ascertain whether strategies aimed at addressing hesitancy towards RHT could be adopted to address vaccine hesitancy. What does that mean? Let's find the counter-arguments and let's work in the gray area of the counter-argument and manipulate that to our benefit to get compliance that you'll go take the poison because of the gray area argument. Let's not let them hear the full counter-argument. Let's deal in the gray area and put the gray area forward. So when they're doing their research, they'll come across the gray area first because most people are numb, and I'll use a term that I made up, nomadic, N-U-M-B-M-A-T-I-C, nomadics, because they're so numb at looking at things. They never look beyond what they see first. They don't look at what's behind that. I have a very, very, very loving friend who always wants to tell me, you don't look at words and see the first definition. You go look at, at definition 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Well, yeah. It's called active usage of proper language to identify and provide a specific effect on the lear- learned word definition and its usage when applicable. When is but not but? When I'm talking about your ass. That's when but is not but. B-U-T or B-U-T-T. Because B-U-T-T may not be your ass, but it could be the butt, the blunt end of the rifle that they use to knock you upside the head with, black man, black woman, and beat your skull in. In the days of Bull Connor. Only now Bull Connor is not sticking dogs on you and beating you over the head with guns. 
They're doing what Richard Pryor calls, they don't kill cars. They kill niggas. Can I get a witness? This is not so mad science with your host, Brother Harold Muhammad here on the Black Hole Radio Network. Objective number two. Characteristics of evaluated interventions were mapped against the SAGE WG or World Global Model of Determinants of Vaccine Hesitancy and also grouped together to one of four identified themes which characterizes the type of intervention which needs to be applied. Multi-component, dialogue-based, incentive-based, or the reminder recall-based. In other words, Let's hit them with all four barrels of all types of psychological warfare and advertising to create the desired effect. Objective number three, the grade. The grade approach was applied for grading the quality of evidence of a selection of peer-reviewed primary studies that evaluated intervention. Selection was based on the relevance of studies to the 15 PICO or PICO questions set about at a prior meeting by SAGE, the World Global Table Number 2. These questions were developed under one of three intervention themes, dialogue-based, incentive-based, or the reminder recall based program. What the hell does that mean? Well, here we go. Objective number three said they want to grade the approach. The grade approach was applied for grading the quality of evidence of a selection of peer reviewed studies, which simply means that if that study does not support or uplift the idea of what we're trying to do, bury it, grade it less than what we need so that so-called intelligent people suffering from nomadic ideals won't look past definition number one. Maybe they might look at definition number two, but bury the damn information in definitions 12, 13, 14, and 15. Well, guess what, America? Not everybody is a nomadic. Some of us are going to read all the way down to the bottom, and then there are the blessed few who are going to start at the bottom and read their way to the top. We don't read backwards. We read what you're going to hide. I once remember listening to an old Jew, or so-called Jew, from the Hasidic community who said in his nice language, you want to hide information from these non-human slugs? Write it in German and hide it in Yiddish, for it is too difficult a language for them to understand. Well... 
guess what? Some of us know how to read in more language than one. And yes, we know Yiddish is garbage. And yes, we know German might be difficult. But difficult does not mean it cannot be learned. You low-life, knuckle-dragon, hairy, fingered monsters. This is not so mad science. And I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad here on the Black Hole Radio Network. I'm not done yet. I'm only going to take a brief water break. And we'll be right back. So to that end, if you will give me, oh, let's say, three minutes and 14 seconds and share a little time with Sam Cook, I'll be right back from my water break.
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And I apologize for the dead air. I got so excited in what I had to say. I hit the button by mistake. And I stayed dead. But I'm back now. So I'm going to say this one more time. We have to recognize the beast that we live with. Two thousand seven. The World Health Organization inoculated thousands of young black women in Nigeria. And made them sterile. Do you think that sterility of over 30,000 young black women in Nigeria by the World Health Organization was an accident? Or did they know that they were giving them tainted polio vaccines? A disease that is not indigenous to the black population of the planet. But you're vaccinating them for polio. But all you did was sterilize them. Recognize the hand of the monster that you're dealing with. It didn't end with the Tuskegee experiment. It didn't end with Helen Lacks. And it didn't begin with the abuse of Farrah Bartram and the abuse of her sexual organs for the experimentation of OBGYN, gynecological doctors, during the period of slavery. That was 2007, where they sterilized all those young black women. That is the program of Bill and Melinda Gates' eugenics possibilities, planetary depopulation. That is the mind of Henry Kissinger from the Nick an error. That is the mind of the actor who acted like a president and a president who acted like an actor, Ronald Reagan. That is the mind of this beast that we live with today. But did it end in 2007, this treachery? No, it did not. 2019, Ebola. The young woman who left Africa was examined by the World Health Organization and released for travel back to the United States, entering the country through the port in Seattle, Washington, landed from her plane, traveled from Seattle, Washington to Atlanta, Georgia. Infecting people along the way. So we had an outbreak of a hemorrhagic type fever of Ebola in the United States. You think their treachery ends there? How did HIV get released from a lab in 
Atlanta, Georgia at the CDC amongst the gay and homosexual community. Was that accidental? I don't think so. Look at the handwriting on the wall. These are depopulation sicknesses. Why is Bill and Melinda Gates concerned with global depopulation? With pockets they have so deep, they don't care what other people need or want or have to have. They have the capital to buy and get what they want and can be safe. It's not like you care about my life. I don't watch Robin Leach, lifestyle of the rich and famous, because that's not who I am. So I burden myself with your money when I have no money to live the way you live. Recognize your enemy and live your life accordingly. Grandpa, grandma, dad, mom, what the bloody hell are you doing? We have a father who loves his son dearly who now is suffering from guilt because it was he who encouraged his son to take that poison into his arm. And now he has a life-threatening condition for the rest of his life called myocarditis. And you all have not gone to battle with your family over the life safety of your children. You must do better. You have to. No one is going to love you more. That's the song you need to sing than I do. Who is the I? The I is yourself. Because if you don't love yourself more than anybody else loves you, then put your head between your legs and kiss your own ass goodbye and die so that the rest of us can fight and not have to worry about your safety. If death is what you want, don't waste our time and give us, have us carry your load. But if you're going to be here, get on your square, take a stand. It is better to die fighting and on your feet than in a coward on the flat of your back. Because a coward on the flat of their back is not remembered past today. And the man who stands on his feet and dies fighting the good fight is remembered throughout eternity and stands on the right hand of God. And this is not so mad science. And I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, here on the Black Hole Radio Network. Much to my added pain, just as there's a black man who is the head of the CDC, and we know 
how severely poor the CDC has addressed the medical concerns of black people here in America. We know that the world, the director general of the World Health Organization, Dr. Tedoros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, is also an Ethiopian black man. But I'm sorry to say, though he is a black man of Ethiopia, he does not carry the character, the heart, the will, or the peace and the love for his people. Of the fighting nature of the Ethiopian heart. Do any of you know who that is? Well, if you don't know, I'm going to tell you so that you do know. Who the heart of Ethiopian people are. saddens me that so many do not know the history of Ethiopia. It saddens me that so many forget You know, we heard Bob Marley talk about it. But who is the heart of Ethiopia? What is Ethiopia before Christianity? Who fought for the independence of Ethiopia from the ready people, as he called them? Who is he? I'm going to save that for a moment because I would like for you all to think because it takes me to some place as I explain to you why the leadership of the CDC is the way it is today. So I'm going to take a very, 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 very short musical break. It will last approximately... Oh, let's see here. Three minutes and 53 seconds. Black Orchid by Stevie Wonder. Take a snow within a storm. You ain't waiting to be born. In a world with need for 
of shame. A touch of love and fear of hate. A rushing wind that's asked to wait for the promises of rain. A pearl of wisdom and With purity, filling minds with hopeful schemes to build worlds enhanced by peace. Draped in sparkling morning dew, he expresses life anew from the earth. Dynasty traced its lineage 
back to King Solomon of ancient Israel and the Queen of Sheba, both who are identified biblically and in the Bible. Ethiopia is acknowledged as the only African nation to have never been conquered and colonized by Western interests. His Holiness Haile Selassie was known to be a powerful international figure. As other African nations sought their independence, he was and remained independent. He is the heart by which Ethiopia functions today. His Holiness Emperor Haile Selassie's greatest impact, who left this plane of existence in 1975, his impact can be traced through Jamaica and the music of Bob Marley, where he was regarded as a god among men. where the Rastafari way of living is traced back to and through Emperor Haile Selassie. So I am gravely disappointed in the work, the life, and the mind of the current leadership of the CDC as it is directed now by the Director General of the World Health, excuse me, not the CDC, but the World Health Organization, under the leadership of Dr. Tedoros Adnan Jebrezis, who is an Ethiopian. And he is allowing, through his leadership, and lack of intervention on behalf of other black people fighting who have fought for their independence, and you allow the Western world to pump its poison into people that look just like you. Just as here in America, the head of the CDC, and who might that be, you ask? Well, I'm going to take. current head of the CDC is now after he stepped down is a Caucasian gentleman by the name of Robert Ray Redfield. He was appointed by Donald Trump. But the previous heads of the CDC I want to make sure I give you his correct name. His name is Poor Brother. Feel so bad for him sometimes. Ah, they removed his name from the list. How slick and dastardly was he? Well, 
He wants to escape embarrassment, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him. But the CDC, you have to re- remember, is a military institution. That's why they're called general or major general. So since his name is removed from the list, I don't get to state it. But the head of the CDC was a black man at that time, at the advent and beginning of COVID. Why you would allow people that look like you to be experimented on in such a way that the lives of those who look like you are destroyed. We have to know better and do better. There is no excuse to say, well, advertising did it to me. No. You chose to listen to the advertising and not look beyond the nose on your face and just do robotically what they tell you. No. You can't hide behind that excuse no more. You have a responsibility to make an informed decision and not just be informed by what they say, but by what you can find. And if you can't find anything, ask questions. And as they begin to stutter, ask more questions until you're given an answer that satisfies your spirit, where your mind cannot give you clear understanding Let God direct your spirit when they start telling you their crap. This is Not So Mad Science, and I'm your host, Brother Harold Muhammad, here on the Black Hole Radio Network. And as we begin to close out this edition of Not So Mad Science, I want to close with some words from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And you can find these words on YouTube yourself if you want to, if you need to. That's where I went to find it. And I want you to be able to find it on your own. So if you put into your search engine, Louis Farrakhan and COVID-19, and they so sneakily, they hit it all the way at the bottom. Scroll all the way down. At the very end, you will see the answer the COVID-19 virus from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I would like to play that answer for you now, if you will allow me. But we got to get past the commercial.
I didn't see nobody. I can't say that I have not seen. But I can say with truth that God has taken care of my sins. And the scripture says, pray to me and I will forgive you. That God will forgive you when I leave. He says, he will not punish you while I'm among you, but he won't punish you if you're in the middle of repentance. So now that you know your sins and COVID is spiking, I don't know how many states are seeing the spike. How many? Thirty-six. Oh, you're not keeping up with the news. It's more like forty going towards fifty. Nobody's going to escape. You ain't seen the worst of this yet. When I closed down in the garden, the God will do some work. Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do it for yourself. Till you fed up. Get the study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. Die. Never let up. Everyone that I'm on already know what I'm about. Feel heaven on earth. Gotta catch up and lodge Muhammad. Muhammad Ali. So I come. I come. Now, man, what about me? And this is not so mad time with your host for the Harold Muhammad here on the Black Hole Radio Network. That brings us to the end of tonight's program. And after the minister's speech, there's really nothing else to be said. Not by me, nor anyone else. I'll leave you with the words of that immortal black preacher from the Abyssinian Baptist Church. May Allah be pleased with Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Keep the faith, baby. Keep the faith. And if it be the will of Allah, I'll be with you all again next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.